3: Almost immediately, I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning.
2: That's why I invented my pillow. One get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products.
4: That's mypillow.com, promo code KMC. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. If you're like me, you work hard for your money, so you want to make sure your money is safe when you put it in your bank account. But is it really safe today? We not only have to worry about bank failures but also about losing our freedom and privacy with the push for the digital dollar. That would allow the government to tell us what we can and cannot buy with even our own money. That's why I'm encouraging my listeners to get The Secret War on Cash. It's an insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America, and it's available now to my listeners free of charge. In it, you will learn how to protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to your hard-earned money. Call Swiss America at 800-289-2646 to get this free report. Or just go to SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show to register now for this compelling report. I was surprised by what banks are required to do for the government. Call or text 800-289-2646, that's 800-289-2646, or visit SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. That's SwissAmerica.com backslash
0: That Kevin Show. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming, Journey to Mount Sinai 2, in theaters only, May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough.
4: I've got a special report just for you from my friends at Swiss America, and it's free. Go to SwissAmerica.com backslash ThatKevinShow to get it now. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters.
2: Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough,
4: no, no. All right, Kevin McCullough, it is officially the year of no slack, 2024. We cannot let up even for half a second. On the most important stuff to pay attention to and to be aware of, and that's why uh, we are we are going to insist that every single day you be right here uh, to be educated and to be informed.
2: I found this thing at TownHall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog he has come out of nowhere.
1: Kevin McCullough.
2: I just want to help people think.
1: Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing the
2: uh, role as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He can The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough on Radio.
4: One of the people that I am so thankful uh, is willing to talk to me on a weekly basis. Really has one of the, the, the clearest insights in terms of what's going on from a, a national security and foreign policy perspective is Katie McFarland. Uh, you've heard her for a long time on Fox News, but she's been helping us understand things over the last year. And Katie, we had a record year, over 4 million people listening to the podcast. Uh, obviously the, the millions that tune in each week via radio. So grateful for your participation in 2023. But as we get, as we kick off 2024, what are you actually most concerned about, most on your mind, as we head into this uh, first part of this brand new election cycle?
5: Well, 2024 is going to the chickens are all going to come home to roost. And that's the terrifying thought, which is the open border is going to have caused havoc with our economy, with our security domestically. But the chickens are also going to come home to roost abroad um, in the Middle East, in Europe and in Asia. But the one I'm most concerned with in the immediate, you know, next couple of weeks, next couple of months since, is Iran in the Middle East. Mm. That the Biden administration's policy of placating Iran, and it was the Obama policy as well. Placate Iran, keep peace in the Middle East because we don't want to provoke them, and then everybody will be happy. Well, that's not worked. In fact, it's having the opposite effect. It's kind of upside down thinking. It's having the opposite effect because by ignoring the hundred-some attacks that Iranian proxies have had against American ships and American ships in the Red Sea or American facilities and interests in in Iraq and Syria. We're kind of encouraging them to keep upping the ante. And at some point, we're not going to be successful in deter- in defending ourselves. So far, the policy has been they lob a missile at us, we shoot it down. They send a drone up, we shoot it down. And we've been 100% successful, but we won't be 100% successful. It's only a matter of time before Americans are killed. And then we'll be in a situation where the president will have no choice but to expand the war. And he'll he'll be actually having the very opposite of the policy he thinks he's promoting.
4: Well, let's talk about that for a second. Iran, obviously, already starting here on January 2nd, um, making noise. You're a Navy uh, mom, I, I'm a Navy brother-in-law, <laughs> Navy families is what we are attached to. I've long heard that the Strait of Hormuz and the entire Red Sea uh, region, uh, that, that entire region is just really, really problematic if Iran wants to behave badly. Um, they're sending a warship uh, to, the, to the area. What What is your take on how we respond?
5: We could do a couple of things. Um, Well, first of all, why on earth the Biden administration refuses to enforce the sanctions against Iran and why they continue with their war on American fossil fuels, thereby driving up the prices and making Iran rich with windfall to fight a war is beyond me. So you certainly would would allow American energy to be productive and then drive the price of oil down, bankrupt Iran, can't fight an expensive war. But immediately you've got to start not just defending, but reestablishing deterrence. So for example, if a drone launches from an air site in, in Yemen, an airfield in Yemen, destroy the airfield. Make sure that the guys in Yemen, the Houthis, know that the next time they launch a drone that's going to go attack American or, or commercial shipping, they're gonna be dead. They're dead within an hour. And then similarly, if a missile is launched from a, a Houthi site in Yemen, destroy the missile launcher. Instead yeah. of just waiting till the very last minute and hope that we destroy the missile as it's on its way to the ship. So destroy the destroy the where the the source of it. And that's what Reagan did when I worked at, for President Trump. That's what we did. We destroyed the Syrian airfields where the, the aircraft was launching to use gas against, uh chemical weapons against its own people. And then you don't hear from the bad guys for a while. They p- kind of pipe down. They think, well, maybe we don't want to take on the United States in a war. But the the, the other thing. Is to understand that it's just a matter of time before we're pushed into a war that we don't want, and we don't—we're not prepared to fight.
6: Well,
4: so the question over the weekend was: Does the Biden administration launch those responses on the Houthis in Yemen now?
5: Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anybody's going to attack us and launch an attack against us. Go destroy the, the place where the launcher comes. Do you
4: think this administration has the will to do that, I guess, is what I'm asking?
5: Well, I mean, who knows what they have the will to do. So far, their policy has been one of, of appeasement and placation, so that we're trying to be nice to these guys in hopes that they don't escalate. The problem is they are escalating, and there's no penalty for their escalating. Yeah. I don't want a war with Iran. I don't want American forces to have to start shooting off targets in Iran. So far, Iran... Has not had any direct Iran to U.S. Um, attacks. They've all used they've used their proxies, whether it's Hamas and Gaza attacking Israel. Well, does this the, does you, this but, big
4: ship yeah. moving into the region change that? And what about all of those speedboat attacks that they've been running at our ships in the region for quite a while?
5: You know, somebody once explained to me who was who was in the Persian Gulf and the Red Sea. What happens when the, either the Iranian Navy or the they have these little speedboats, and they swarm an American vessel. They get right up to it, right right up to the point where, you, you know, that they're going to ram it. And an American officer on a naval vessel has to, you know, you give the warning, don't come any closer, don't come any closer, you come any closer, they're going to blow you out of the water. But what happens when there's some testosterone-filled 30-year-olds who decide, hey, let's go kill some Americans, let's go attack that ship? Then you have something that very quickly spirals out of control, and, and your ability to respond to it um, is sort of predetermined. You can't avoid it. You know, they've avoided these 100 ta- or over 100 attacks on American interests um, so far. They've avoided acknowledging them. It, just since then, seven,
4: for people listening. This is just since October.
5: Yeah, that's, by the way, yeah, that's just in the last three months. There have been over 100 attacks on American vessels, on American interests. And, they, and the Biden administration either doesn't respond, ignores them, pretend they didn't happen, or, may, or what they've done is when a missile gets right next to an American vessel, they'll shoot it out. They'll shoot it out of the water. I mean, they'll shoot it out of the air. But they're not going to be 100% successful forever, because these attacks are increasing in intensity and they're con- increasing in frequency. And so at some point, we're not going to catch all 100 of them all 100 percent of them and that's what I worry about is that that's when we're pulled into a, a response where we have to escalate and then we have to start going to war with Iran and the Iranian Navy and then it spirals out of our control far better to just reestablish deterrence now yeah. when It's easy if
4: if that is what happens in Iran is under attack do China and Russia come to their aid we
5: well, don't know I mean this is where it all starts spinning out of control um, So far, Iran has been quite...
4: I mean, the fact that you can't give me a resolute no tells me a little bit of what I already
5: was was afraid of. You know, but where does China get its oil? Gets its oil from Iran. So China's sort of already there. Where does Russia get its weapons? Some of its weapons to use in Ukraine gets them from Iran. So they're already in an axis of, of cooperation, axis of evil, axis of whatever you want to call it, Iran, China, Russia. So what do they do if the fighting starts? Maybe it does escalate. I doubt if these other countries of China and Russia are going to be rushing to Iran and say, make peace. (laughs) They're going to be looking for their moment of opportunity, and particularly China. Xi Jinping, the Chinese president, 48 hours ago, made a speech saying, this is the year, this is the year we're going to reunify China. This is the year Taiwan is going to come back under Chinese control. He's looking for a moment where the United States is distracted, preoccupied, in the middle of an election campaign, in a war that's spinning out of control, and then
7: China makes its move on Taiwan.
4: KT, thank you. We will um, watch with uh, concern and hopefully have better outcomes as we go along. But thank you for your insights.
2: Foreman is the heavyweight champion of the world.
7: On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman.
2: George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is
7: now. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach, you won't pay the bills.
2: Foreman's
5: 45 years old. The risk isn't losing, it's surviving.
3: How
2: can you beat that man?
7: money? is this my way.
0: Big George Foreman, exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th, rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.
6: I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock, and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down, and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped, right in front of us, men were beaten and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all.
4: And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do you may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out, uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, 888-342-1010, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details, bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime. 888-342-1010. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Lately, it feels like we are living in a financial war zone in a fight for our liberties and for our money. Cash has always represented freedom and privacy, but those values are now under threat from a hackable and trackable digital currency and from our own government. Frankly, I was shocked by some of the things banks are required to now do for the government. That's why I'm encouraging my listeners to get The Secret War on Cash. It's an insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America, and it's available right now to you free of charge. In it, you'll learn how to protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to your hard-earned money. Call Swiss America now at 800-281-2646 and say, I'd like The Secret War on Cash. Or go to SwissAmerica.com backslash to register now for this compelling report. That's 800-281-2646, 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show.
2: Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Very
4: good to have you with us, Kevin McCullough. Glad to be with you from New York. One of the things that we tracked all through 2023 was the persecution of people for what they believe uh, across the globe. And my primary partner in that endeavor is Christian Solidarity International. We have been working together for, I think it's about 12 years now. And for many of you who have listened, you know that we have been in the process of liberating human slaves uh, in recent years. And we had a tremendous year in uh, 2023. Our goal was a little over 190 we ended up liberating, I think, in excess of 210 women and children uh, from that bondage. So very, very thankful for your efforts on all of that. Uh, and we'll give you more information on that as we go along. But I want to welcome back Dr. Joel Veldkamp, who is one of the uh, key uh, members of CSI on the ground internationally and consistently working in all of the, the hot spots around the world. And he spent a lot of time with us in the previous year. Joel, it's good to see you for the first time in 2024. Thanks for being here. Great to be here, Kevin. Thank you. Um, Sadly, uh, I was saying this off air, when you and I get together, it's not usually because there's good news. We spoke a lot about a region called Nagoro Karbaugh in 2023, and I don't know that my listeners are fully aware of what transpired there. We rallied American lawmakers and British Parliament members, and yet it seems like our efforts still fell short. What happened?
7: Yeah, so this is a region that's part of the ancient homeland of the Armenian Christian people. It's been a Christian region for 1,700 years. And this uh, January 6th, which is when Armenians celebrate Christmas, this will be the first Christmas in 1,700 years, where there are no church services in Nagorno-Karabakh, there are no bells ringing, there are no prayers being offered. Uh, because in September, the dictatorship of Azerbaijan attacks Nagorno-Karabakh after a nine-month siege. And drove the entire Christian population out of their homes. Uh, so over 100,000 Armenian Christians are now refugees in the neighboring country of Armenia, and it's it's a land of ghosts now. There's no one who lives there. These
4: these yeah. people that were driven out they are ethnically Armenians. Is that correct?
7: That's right. Yeah.
4: Okay. Um, yep. But the, the the reason that Nagorno-Karabakh was significant was because, as you said, it was a Christian um, sp- space. It was a place, and it it formerly was a formal portion of Armenia. How did it become a part, of, separate from Armenia?
7: Um, it's a long story, but basically Joseph Stalin, when he was the commissioner for nationalities of the Soviet Union, before he was the dictator of the whole Soviet Union, he made the decision to take Nagorno-Karabakh away from Armenia and put it inside the Soviet Republic of Azerbaijan, which was a majority Muslim. So he
4: moved the border of Azerbaijan into um, sovereign Armenian space and took Nagorno-Karabakh.
7: Yeah, exactly.
4: Yep. And yep. so it's been that way since the middle of the past century, uh, etc. Had they been allowed to... Practice their christianity up until the, just this year
7: during the communist times there was not a single church that was open in nagorno-karabakh there was not a single priest there um, but when the soviet union fell apart when communist russia collapsed in the early 90s uh the christian armenian christians of nagorno-karabakh rose up and were able to seize their freedom uh, they were able to make themselves into an independent republic uh, closely allied to the republic of armenia And so for the past 30 years yes it was a free land it was a land where christianity was flourishing it was a democracy in a region surrounded by dictatorships and now it's just been erased from the map um in basically one week in september Uh, we we discussed
4: the siege many times in 23. the the people that were displaced and taken to armenia were they Taken peacefully? Was it uh, torturous? How did how did uh, Azerbaijan treat the refugees as they were getting them out of
7: the country? It was it was quite painful. Um, The I've made this drive myself from Nagorno-Karabakh to Armenia. It normally takes two hours. It was taking these people three to four days because there were just so many people trying to leave at the same time because there was so much terror and so much fear from. The Azerbaijani bombing and children getting shot on bicycles and people disappearing. Um, so people were riding in dump trucks. They're riding ten people to a car. Uh, officially, it's reported that 64 people died just trying to make that drive, whether from health crises or dehydration or you know young babies and elderly, elderly people succumbing to the elements. Um, so it was yeah, it was extremely traumatic this exodus. I know that
4: under the previous administration there had been some hope that um the the Trump people with his ambassadors and so forth that were there that uh the persecution of people uh based on faith was going to be something that was going to be lessened in the future it is, it appears that the current administration reversed course on most of those initiatives and policies what what was CSI's feeling about how the British government and the US government interacted on this
7: issue? On this issue in particular, it's quite clear that the US and the UK orchestrated the ethnic cleansing of Nagorno-Karabakh. I'm sorry to say, it's very clear that they want Azerbaijan as an ally against Russia and the, the rights and freedoms and the history of this ancient Christian people just took a backseat to that. Hmm. Um, Uh, President Biden was photographed shaking hands with the Azerbaijani foreign minister in New York as the bombing campaign was underway in September. Um, So it it was quite, quite brazen, I I would say. Um, And, you know, I, I don't know how much President Trump actually knew about this issue, but I have to say his administration was not a lot better on this particular crisis even no, though I
4: know that this particular issue they weren't really it had not really bubbled to the degree that it was until more recently but um yeah. in in opening discussions about persecution generally speaking, we had not had an administration kind of take that step. let me ask you uh, the the displaced refugees um how will they how have they been received in Armenia I mean they're ethnically identified with those people, but obviously they've lived separate from them for a while what's what's been the acclimation of those people into armenian territories
7: yeah they, in many ways they are a separate people they have their own dialect of the armenian language they have their own history um their own customs but it has been inspiring actually to see armenian civil society and armenian volunteers kind of rise to the challenge of welcoming these people Ar- armenia Does not see rich- itself as a christian country it does yeah christianity is integral to armenian identity um but you know armenia is not a rich country and they their population just increased by four percent overnight and that's entirely refugees who don't own anything uh, much less houses or cars or other necessities so it's not been easy to to welcome these people but I would say this on the may whole, be self-evident
4: you know, I mean, or self-fulfilling uh, but is CSI on the ground in Armenia are you working with the Nagoro Karabakh refugees is there a way that my people can help
7: we are we're working with a few different Armenian groups to help these refugees and one of these groups is um, led by a man named Vardan who's really a hero um, he's a rehabilitation specialist and he's been working for decades to help people with war wounds or people with physical and mental disabilities um yeah acclimate to to life and he was doing that work in Nagorno-Karabakh but now he's exiled with the rest of his team and the rest of his patients and he's continued even though his patients are scattered all across the country of Armenia Hmm. he's making house visits just like on the road wow almost continuously um so we're very proud of him and proud to support his work We're supporting people to get housing and uh, first necessities, and we're working on a few different projects uh, to help with job placement and... Excellent. uh,
4: Uh, This is Dr. Joel Velcamp of CSI, Christian Solidarity International.
0: Mickey Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only, May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. decreases inflammation and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in Balance. Color, taste and smell keep you well and that's what you get with Balance of Nature.
1: Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC.
0: Hello,
2: I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped my pillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA.
3: When I got my pillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in
2: the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned.
4: code KMC.
3: I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress and I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised and I just thought, these are real people out there and they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature and immediately I started seeing results and I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me.
1: Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800 two four six eight seven five one and get this special offer by using discount code KLG.
4: Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. If you're like me, you work hard for your money. So you want to make sure your money is safe when you put it in your bank account. But is it really safe? Today we not only have to worry about bank failures, but also about losing our freedom and privacy with the push for the digital dollar That would allow the government to tell us what we can and cannot buy with even our own money. That's why I'm encouraging my listeners to get The Secret War on Cash. It's an insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America, and it's available now to my listeners free of charge. In it, you will learn how to protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to your hard-earned money. Call Swiss America at 800-289-2646 to get this free report. Or just go to SwissAmerica.com backslash that Kevin Show to register now for this compelling report. I was surprised by what banks are required to do for the government. Call or text 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. That's SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show.
2: Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Very glad to have
4: you back with us, Kevin McCullough, uh, That Kevin Show. Uh, Here as we get uh, 2024 kicked off in the early portion of the year, I wanted to give us a little sense of some of the things that we had talked about in terms of persecution of people for their faith, around the globe. As you know, we kind of talk about this on a regular basis. And as far as I know, I'm the only radio show, uh, television show on the planet that does so intentionally. Sometimes headlines will pop up, but we make it a focus here for a very specific reason. That is because um, no one else, everybody else refuses to, and it needs to be discussed. Dr. Joel Velcamp rejoins me. He is with uh, Christian Solidarity International. He works internationally on a lot of these issues. Joel, the other story that we've been tracking for a couple of years is the um, the Fulani herdsmen and their attacks against the Christians in the upper plateau of um, Nigeria. And this has been a hot spot off and on for a long time. But on Christmas Day, something very tragic happened. Can you tell us, fill us in on that?
7: Yeah, at least a dozen different villages in Plateau State, in Nigeria, Christian villages, were attacked by Pulani militias between December 23 and December 25. Um, and we don't know exactly how many people were killed, but at least 160, probably 200 Christians were massacred on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve
4: this year. The purpose of um, which was what? What? What's what? What do the herdsmen hope to accomplish in carrying this out?
7: It's a slow genocide process, or a slow ethnic cleansing process. They want to terrorize the Christians into leaving this land, so they can have this land um, for themselves. Uh, partly, it is just a desire for land, but there's also this long-standing tradition of Muslim dominance over Christians in this region of Nigeria, and that's a tradition that was reinforced by the British when they colonized Nigeria. They basically gave this region and the Christians who live there to the Muslims, to rule over. Um, So there's a sense of entitlement and the sense that this land really should belong to Muslims and they should be able to take it from Christians. People may Um, not be
4: as familiar with the term Fulani herdsmen, but they've heard the term Boko Haram. Uh, Can you give us a little bit of a profile of who this group is?
7: Yeah, Boko Haram and the Fulani militias are kind of two flavors of the same stream, um, which is in Northern Nigeria, There's been a real revival of Islamic radicalism in the last 30 years. Mm. Um, So Boko Haram was a very religiously oriented group from a certain ethnic group. um, And they have launched a jihad to overthrow the entire Nigerian government and invade other countries as well. It was quite grandiose in scale. uh, But Boko Haram has diminished in the last few years. Uh, The Fulani militias aren't necessarily dedicated to overthrowing the Nigerian government. They just want to destroy the Christians in certain regions of Nigeria. So they they have a plan. tinier target, but it's more deadly. It's more deadly, for sure, than Boko Haram. And because it's not a threat to the Nigerian government, they don't get very much attention from the U.S. or from the U.S.'s allies.
4: It was my so, understanding that the current Nigerian president is a supporter of the herdsmen.
7: He's ambiguous. Uh, yeah, he is keeping quiet right now. Um,
4: Which we'll, is an endorsement. If, if you don't <laughs> condemn the evil, then you're kind of saying it's okay.
7: That's the way a lot of Nigerians see it. And I tend to agree with them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've had uh, a 10 years continuous of, of Muslims being president in Nigeria right now. And that has really uh, been accompanied by deterioration in, in the situation,
4: I would say. What is CSI doing in this uh, particular situation? And how can my people be of help?
7: We're in touch with our partners on the ground. I actually got um, a call at 4 a.m. on December 26th and I knew it was important because it was from Nigeria. So I answered it and our partner was wanted to show me a mass burial that was happening um, in a a Christian village in Nigeria. So he's there, we're working with him to get some uh, food distributed because in addition to the people who were killed, thousands, tens of thousands of people have fled their homes to be safe and these people uh, need need help where they are, so we're working on that with them. And aside from that, we have multiple ongoing projects in Nigeria all the time to help refugees um, and people who are thrown in jail for their faith, which happens sometimes uh, still in Nigeria.
4: Well, there is no other group, as far as I am aware of, friends, that is doing more to address the issue of this level of persecution than Christian Solidarity International. I've been very, very humbled to be their partner for the last 10 years. Uh, And you and I, working together every year, continue to liberate slaves uh, in their name uh, in Sudan. Uh, Again, our goal was to liberate about 190 in uh, 2023. And you just stepped forward in a traumatic and impressive way. 210 plus uh, have been liberated because of your generosity and because of your care. those that are in deep trouble, and uh, CSI, uh, they are my dear friends. We just never have any good news to talk about, (laughs) so it's it's always kind of a a tragic time when we get together. Joel Veltkamp, thank you as always, and we do pray that this will be a better year in 2024. Amen. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves. Uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888 342 1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak. Uh, His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to Bring Her Home, org hi kevin mccullough lately it feels like we are living in a financial war zone in a fight for our liberties and for our money cash has always represented freedom and privacy but those values are now under threat from a hackable and trackable digital currency and from our own government Frankly, I was shocked by some of the things banks are required to now do for the government. That's why I'm encouraging my listeners to get The Secret War on Cash. It's an insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America, and it's available right now to you free of charge. In it, you'll learn how to protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to your hard-earned money. Call Swiss America now at 800-281-2646 and say, I'd like The Secret War on Cash. Or go to SwissAmerica.com backslash show. To register now for this compelling report, that's 800-281-2646, 800-289-2646, or visit SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. You're listening to Kevin McCullough. I've got a special report just for you from my friends at Swiss America, and it's free. Go to backslash that Kevin show to get it now.
2: If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right,
4: Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. We are um, starting a brand new year. I've called it No Slack uh, 2024. There, we're not going to take a day off. There's not going to be any, uh, you know, waiting for other things to happen. You've got to take control of your choices and options and one of the reasons i am very thrilled to have hillary kramer with us is that she gives you the tools to do just that she puts information in your hand and then you get to make the decision on what you want to do with it but hillary kramer of hillarykramer.com happy new year and thank you for being here
8: And happy new year to you kevin it's a very it's a very very exciting especially with rates lower that gives a A lot of leeway and a lot of opportunity and with the price of oil down which was such a heavy overhang uh that was weighting down inflation you know making inflation you know terribly expensive all of those things uh you know are are now that much better for us
5: well we're at the beginning
4: of a new year and sometimes you have a little bit of a stop and start out of the gate it looks like that's what happened today but overall you sound pretty optimistic that twenty twenty four is gonna be a good year.
8: I am very optimistic. And what I'd like to do is say first with the optimistic reason, and that's that as I have explained, it is a year where there is going to be an election. And Fed Karen Powell wants to stay in power, and he has been told by Donald Trump that you're getting fired. He doesn't want to get fired. He wants to stay. So what I think you're going to see is you're going to see a big push on monetary policy, which means the Fed's involvement trying to keep prices as um, high as possible and to keep the economy just running at an incredible pace. So that's what's really going to keep us ahead. Now, let me give you approximately 10 issues that we have to be thinking about, and this is why anyone who wants to to be a naysayer or a negative person they just have to think about geopolitical let's start with geopolitical risk israel right okay so you have geopolitical risk um we have um uh we have the problem of um wage inflation has come to a halt, which is in many ways a very good thing, but it's also weighing down um, people's ability to spend money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in terms of wage inflation, uh, we have the banks that have seen a crack in uh, commercial real estate. So commercial real estate cracks, that's a problem. Um, Because people, no matter what anyone says, no one's really gone back to work the way that they used to work.
5: Mm -hmm.
8: It's just not, it's just not happening. Do you see it happening? No. Nope.
4: Nope.
8: Nope. You, you still have a different, you still are in an environment where people are, you know, working from home and therefore when these, you know, most of these leases are eight year leases. Right. And so we're four years from COVID. So we're smack in the middle. You know, there were of, of, of this can still continue to to hit us, um, so that's something else we've got to think about. The banks themselves, um, this is kind of related to the commercial cracks. You know, there's a lot of concern about the banks out there. I want everyone to know that you have two hundred fifty thousand dollars of FDIC insurance. So anybody who happens to be worried that their bank could go under, you can split up your money and make sure that you have no more than two hundred fifty thousand in one particular bank. And as I recall, you can even have two accounts, and if one has two of you, you know, husband and wife on the account, and the other is yours, then you have five hundred thousand of insurance. So I want everyone to 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 be mindful of that as well. Um, and then of course we have housing housing expenses, right, you know, the cost of buying a house um, is still very high, even though mortgage rates, yes, a ten, 30-year a fix is not, no longer at 8%, it's closer to 7%, but, uh, but a 7% mortgage is still a lot more expensive than a 3.5%, 3% mortgage. Correct. Um, plus, the higher up you go in the cost of mortgage, the more the additional expenses add up, right? So that's something that we help we have to be thinking about. But now let's talk about the positives. Okay. So the positives for this environment is that we have these mid-cap and small cap companies that could really start to to pay off, you know, in the coming year. And, um, I especially like companies like DraftKings, DKNG. Okay. Priced around $28 or so, a $12 billion market cap. I think that that's a whole new sector that is, that is taking off. Okay. So, um, basically online sports gambling. Okay. Nobody thought we were going to get there, but, uh, we are definitely getting there. It's definitely happening. Um, other companies that I have to say I'm very excited about, we love Sunoco. We've talked about Sunoco Products, not the gas company, but um, Sunoco Products, which does a lot of the corrugated plastic, a lot of the hard uh, plastic trays, the flexible packaging material. They compete against the company, um, brief, G-R-E-I-F, and um, we just think that's like Just such an undervalued excellent opportunity for people um so we really like some of these small caps that have been you know kind of left for dead i always talk about those and how much i like those okay so we should uh keep those in mind um a big question in everybody's mind is what's going to happen to tesla you know is this going to be
7: tesla's
8: year where it all goes downhill kevin or is this going to be Tesla's year, where where everything is going to come back? Because Tesla, at its all-time high, was you know close to close to $400, and here we are at 247. We've had recalls, we've had concerns about fires um, with the lithium batteries. All of these are you know are issues to think about, and. Um, So I would say let's go back to our list that I was giving you of concerns Mm -hmm. where we're talking about banks and commercial real estate and inflation and housing expenses. And um, let's let's add to that lithium battery fires. Hmm.
4: Okay. Hillary, uh, Happy New Year from the McCullough household. We are going to look forward to ch- uh, chatting with you as we go through this show. So uh,
8: all the best for everybody's money and a year of good health and happiness.
4: Thank you, Hillary Kramer. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Stay here.
3: I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me.
1: Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-2468-751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-2468-751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG
2: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA.
3: When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning.
2: That's why I invented MyPillow.
4: code KMC.
2: What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough radio.
4: Uh, Join me on the weekends, 9 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. It's that Kevin show. And uh, as of today, uh, great news for you. Brand new website just being unleashed. That Follow me on all social media at That Kevin Show, and you'll be able to stay in touch with me that way, nice and simple. Tonight, there is a very uh, sad reality that is dawning on the president of Harvard University. Uh, Claudine Gay has resigned amidst a deepening scandal uh, related to her own plagiarism uh, of works that she had then had published. Um, this from the uh, Breitbart Said Harvard President Claudine Gay resigned on Tuesday following anti-Semitism scandals and the Ivy League University's disastrous congressional testimony and scores, not one, not two, scores of plagiarism allegations being unearthed in recent months. Her six-month tenure marks the shortest tenure in Harvard's history. But I'm not as interested in what has happened as much as I may be as to why. When you look at uh, Claudine Gay's uh, record, she was not extraordinary in any way. The fact that she had gotten this job speaks much more loudly to the idea that she was probably a token of some sort, checking a few boxes on the intersectionality scale than anything else. And in the process of having some of her faults come to light, the plagiarism not the least among them, You have to ask yourself a question. If this was happening to anybody else, if this was happening to, say, a bald white guy who writes for townhall.com and broadcasts via Salem Radio and Television, would there be uh, the same kind of latitude given if such faultiness had come to the fore? I can assure you there wouldn't be. I can assure you that in the three books that I've written, that uh, if anybody could have found some sort of degree of fault with them, they would have, given the amount of political hostility that I have in the day-to-day world. But for Claudine Gay, it's been different. It's been different because she's a woman of color who checks certain boxes from sexuality to uh, elitism that the Harvard University very much wanted to have embodied in in its president, not because she was qualified for the job, but because she was who she claimed to be. This accomplished person that checked all of these boxes where uh, other universities just had old white men. And here's the, here's the problem with that. The minute that you start to discount meritocracy, the minute that you start to discount achievement and actual success, you know, not long ago, the Heritage Foundation was being headed up by uh, an academic uh, black woman who had made uh, quite uh, a name for herself in her ability, not in who she was, but who she had become through her effort and achievement. This is not what's encouraged anymore. It's not encouraged to become the best that you can be at whatever it is that you're trying your hand at. It is instead, uh, grow the fastest following, Uh, dip your toe into as many different things, become the star child, if you will, of those that make the decisions. And then hopefully be plucked from there and uh, placed into uh, prominence so that you can then, you know, be the, 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 the figurehead, the, the picture of what they want. We have a very important mandate for those of us that want to see common sense re-embodied into our public life. And that is that we have to insert it there. Until next time, I'm Kevin McCullough.